welcome to Her Wild Side Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Mickey, aka Hockey She Wrote. And I am coming at you with episode 23. And I kind of can't believe I've done 23 episodes. I'm excited for any and all of you that listen or watch. Uh, thank you. Anyway, so this is the morning of the Predators game. It's Thursday. Wild are going to play the Predators tonight. Uh, and you know what? We're coming off of a good game against the Capitals. We're on a pretty good run right now. And, you know, I, I looked back at we have played the Predators one time this season so far. And that was the night beat them six to one. That was the night that Dewar got his hat trick. So, you know, and, and he actually he ended up, he had a hat trick plus an assist. He had four points. I'm, I didn't look it up, but I'm assuming that's probably a career high for Dewar um, or matching a career high. And I just, I feel like, you know, can Dewar do that again? Wouldn't it be great if he went out there again and scored another hat trick? <laughs> I think it'd be great. Um, Gustafson was in net for the first Predators game. He'll also be in net tonight. So Flurry is still out, but this morning at practice, John Hines said that Flurry is day to day and kind of made it sound like he could be back for Saturday. Um, so we'll have to kind of just watch and see how that shakes out. Uh, Wallstead is still up here in Minnesota. You know, he's not going to play. They're not going to put him on the ice unless they have to. Because, again, Flurry is going to be back soon. But I think it is cool to let Wallstead just have the experience of being up here. Uh, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but I remember hearing that having Wallstead spend time with Flurry and Gustafson uh, like in training camp and when they went to Sweden, it was almost kind of an eye opener for him to see exactly how they uh, prepare themselves and how they treat themselves. Um, you know, what they eat, how much they rest, the, all of that kind of stuff, maybe stretching or, you know, he just seeing what they do, it really kind of helped Wallstead shape more of what he does as a young goalie now. So even just having him sit up here on the bench, I feel like you know, because it's only what, this is maybe the third game. I think he's been up here, um, uh, because it's only kind of a short amount of time. I feel like it is a good experience for him to, to be at that, you know, uh, still at the NHL level, but just watching and kind of seeing what Gustafson is doing in the net. Um, so that night, the last predators game, we also had Marcus Foligno fought, uh, Shen and then Okay, I tried to find, apparently big physical scrums do not make the recap highlight reels because I tried to find this. Um, at the end of the first period, there were like four penalties. Um, two of them were Kaprizov and Boldy and and then two of the Predators uh, players. And they were all for roughing. And so I was trying to find like, okay, I don't remember like what was this scrum? What was going on? It, apparently those do not count as part of the highlight reel, which I think is a little disappointing. Uh, I did not watch though, to see if fighting actually ends up on the highlight reel. I'm assuming maybe not, who knows, but this was also the game where, uh, we had that really great Jake Middleton goal, that backhand up over the goaltender far side. Just that was kind of the start of Midzi is an offensive player now, you know, like, like that really kind of kickstarted this nice little career high goals run that he is on. And speaking of that, there are quite a few players who 
are working on career high years again. And it's kind of amazing that, I mean, this keeps happening. And I know everyone, oh, the wild aren't good. Oh, they suck. Oh, they're they're mid. But you know what? Actually, I feel like with the salary cap issues, which we all are very aware of, it's still like developing these players who are not rookies, you know? So I'm talking about like Jake Middleton. I'm talking about Connor Dewar. I'm talking about Brandon Duhane, you know, where they just keep kind of getting better. Or even Jewel Erickson Eck, you know, he's had kind of a like every year a career year. So it's just been nice to watch that. And I did love Middleton did an interview with uh, the great Kevin Gorg. And that was the one where they were promoting the tarps off ticket package, which I would love if any of you got one of those, I would just please post a picture because I just think they're so funny. And I love the idea that I I would love to shake the hand of whoever came up with that idea. I feel like I also said that last time and I don't care. I will say it twice because they deserve two handshakes. But in the interview, uh, Kevin Gorg was like, Hey, well, Middleton, I know, you know, you're on a career year and you're on pace for double digit goals. And Middleton just kind of laughed and he was like, let's just go for number eight. And I love that because he's not changing his game in a way that's bad. You know, like he's adding to his game, but he is still doing all of the other things that he normally does. So he's not like, hey, yeah, I want double digit goals. Let's go for it. He's like, you know what? If it happens, it happens. I'm doing what I need to do. And he really has been so much fun to watch. Uh, When Middleton came and on the ice, off the ice, everyone loves Middleton. And this kind of rolls right into, I have started building, building, that sounds like I've just been doing really intense work. Um, I started building an ultimate guide to Minnesota wild lore. And this is, like, I knew it was going to take some time, but this has taken, this is taking more time than I thought it would. And I think it's because as I'm writing it, I keep remembering things. You know, I went into it just kind of like, oh yeah, we've got um, Kaprizov with his little teddy bear. We've got, uh, you know, the uh, obviously Middleton, the you know, tarps off. We've got all that stuff. But it's like, I keep, just keep remembering things. And so I'm almost to the point where I'm like, do I build a different page for every player? And then just link them all like on a main page? Is that too much? And I'm, you know, I'm only really deep dive into the Minnesota Wild vibes. So I would love to know if any of you know if other fan bases have this much lore in their team. Is this just a Minnesota state of hockey thing? I mean, obviously every team has some. You know, every team has some. But again, the wild is just, it's extensive. So I am toying with going for multiple pages. And the only tough part about this is that I cannot simply work on the lore. I have to also write all of the other stuff. (laughs) So, but I'm trying to get it out. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what I can get done. And then I... Most of you probably saw on one of my social medias that I had a really exciting day yesterday. I know there are quite a few people out there that wonder about 
um, writing about hockey, being a hockey journalist. And I think it's funny because I don't necessarily, I, I guess this is probably totally imposter syndrome, but I do not really like necessarily think of myself that way. I don't know what I think of myself as, but I got an email saying that I had been, you know, I had credentials and that's the first time I, that's, this has happened. Now, to be fair, I've only been writing about hockey. Let's see. I started a year ago, actually. And then I didn't really pick up the pace until probably September. So September, October, November, December, I'm in kind of my fifth month of like really hardcore. And my editor for Inside the Rink was like, well, do you want to write about the PWHL? And I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, like it's fun. I really want to help promote this league and the team. And so he had put in for credentials and I just kind of like surprise. It was only a couple hours before the game. And so I was just like so nervous. I got there. I got my own press badge and I was just kind of like, are you what? Like, again, imposter syndrome, 100%. Everybody has it. Um, but I was like shaking, like as I was trying to, you know, figure out how to get up to the press box, where do I sit? What do I do? I was shaking <laughs> and I hope people did not see that because they'd be like, what is wrong with this, with this lady? <laughs> like, who is she? How did she get credentials? But I guess I kind of covered it up well because there was another writer who was a couple seats down from me and it was also her first time. But after the game, she asked me like, oh, how do we get down to the press conference? And I was like, I don't know. It's my first game. And she was like, oh, really? I thought you knew what you were doing. So I put on a very confident face, which is good for me because I feel like I do not have a confident face. So we will see. But yeah, I got to go down into like the bowels of Excel Center for a press conference. I mean, it was just, it was so cool. It was a really cool experience. And so, I mean, if other people are out there and you want to be a writer, um, hockey writer, honestly, the only thing I can tell you is just grab hold of opportunities because that is what's happened for me. I've literally had opportunities dropped in my lap and I have grabbed on and just run with it. Um, yeah. And you know what? That's, that's actually good life advice for anything in general. If you have an opportunity job wise, um, going on a trip, joining something, a club, a team, do it. You know, if you actually wholeheartedly want to do it, grab hold of it and go, you know, you, you can't just, you can't sit and, you know, back and forth sometimes you just have to commit. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does work, it's amazing. And I mean, I have a whole backstory of like throughout my adult life, these kind of opportunities, and I'm not going to bore you with it right now. But I mean, for me, it has spanned multiple jobs, career fields. Um, yeah, just grab hold of things. Anyway, back to PWHL. <laughs> um, I love the vibes of a PWHL game because even though there are less people, I feel like they are, can be just as loud as a full rink for the wild. And I know people are going to, you know, jump on that and be like, 
no, they can't. How can they be the same as like 15,000 people? Okay, obviously not. But the excitement, it just builds to where you would think there were more people there. And I love that the vibes are so um, almost like party-like between the puck drops. You know, so like commercial break, everyone's dancing, everyone's singing, having fun, cameras, you know, it's just exciting. Whereas I feel like sometimes at the wild game, yeah, people have fun there. Obviously I have fun there. I've told you about that before, but it can feel very like intense, you know, very like intense in like an aggressive way was kind of how I um, explained it in my recap that was published this morning. And I will link my recap in the show notes if anyone wants to read it. Um, But I don't know, it feels different. And I think it's because there are so many girls hockey teams that come together. And what an amazing experience for them. They come together with their friends. They've all got their like matching jerseys on. And for many of them, it's probably the first time they've seen a professional women's hockey game. And it's such a good experience. Everyone is there because they really want to be there and they really care about women's hockey. The attendance last night was 5,001. And again, I'm sure people would scoff at that. But you have to remember, it was a Wednesday night, like just a random middle of the week Wednesday night. And for people who say that nobody watches women's sports, 5,000 people. I, I mean, they can only build from there. Now, unfortunately, they did pick up their first regulation loss, which was tough. It was kind of a tough game to watch. They, they actually put 42 shots on goal. And the other team's, Montreal's goalie, was just amazing, like standing on her head. They only managed to get one goal. Montreal managed to get two. So it was a pretty close, tight game. And uh, again, fun to watch, even with a loss. So and unfortunately, the other thing is that the loss kicked them down in the standings. Because coming in, Minnesota was number one in the standings. And Montreal was number two. But now it's reversed. So, But again, it's only that was the fifth game of the season for Minnesota. There is so many more to go, and I'm excited, again, just to see it build. I do like that they are allowed to be a little more physical in the PWHL than they have been in other leagues and in other places, because physicality is a part of hockey, and I'm not going to get into the whole, like, fights, no fights debate. That's kind of a separate issue, but just physicality needs to be a part of it. It's hard to play hockey without, you know, that other physical element, without pushing somebody off the puck, without, you know, pinning them to the board so that you can get it. I mean, I I think it does make it more exciting to watch also. So um, I will hopefully be going as media for more games. Um I actually didn't ask because uh, it was just, it felt like one of those, like, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So I don't know, but I guess I will just find out. Um, And uh, with that being said, we're also working on getting a few like single game media passes for me for the wild. And I would love to see 
um, how that compares to PWHL media. I, obviously, I know it's like more intense and there's, yeah, it is what it is. Um, let's see. There's just a few more things that I want to say before we wrap up. First of all, I have my own merch now, which maybe you have seen, and I'm really excited. Let me tell you, I, so the shop has actually been up for a little while, but I wanted to order some of the stuff myself because I didn't want to be like, Hey, buy these shirts and then have them be like, not good quality. But let me tell you both. I got a sweatshirt and I got a t-shirt and I'll show you, I'm actually wearing the t-shirt. So sorry for anyone who's listening to audio, but I'm going to stand up and you're going to see my shirt. And, um, it says hot girl hockey club because we're all in the hot girl hockey club. Um, and we have stuff that says that, which I know not everyone wants to wear that. That's fine. We also just have with my logo and her wild side hockey podcast on there. Um, the t-shirt is really nice and soft. It's long. You know, I always like when it's a little bit longer, the sweatshirt is super comfy, cozy. I ordered that like two sizes bigger than I normally would. Cause I want it to be just big, you know, like oversized and it's again, so comfy and good quality. So um, there's one more thing I'm going to do here. And again, this is not a um, audio thing, so you'll have to bear with me, but I will keep talking for anyone who's just listening. We have a new partnership at Inside the Rink with Ticketmaster. So uh, if you are looking for tickets to anything, not just hockey, you know, this can be concerts or anything that's sold through Ticketmaster. Um, I would love if you would use our link because we are trying to find ways to just help support our shows and support our um, writing and, you know, just the site in general. So I now have on the screen uh, a slide with a QR code. And that is a way that will take you to with our like affiliate link to Ticketmaster. And this is actually good for 30 days. So if you click into this link and then you purchase tickets within 30 days, it will help support um, our show and um, all the other shows on the Inside the Rink network. So um, we have a couple of other affiliate things. I, I'm not going to throw them all at you right now, but I will link other ways to support the show in the show notes because, um, yeah. We just, we enjoy what we do and we want to, uh, keep doing it. <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you all for watching my content. I, once again, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm, I should just, I should just stop. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for everybody who takes in my content. I'm uh, just really grateful for all the opportunities. So, um, until next time, hopefully the Predators game goes well tonight. The PWHL plays back-to-backs on Friday, Saturday on the East Coast. And the Wild also plays Saturday. So, there are plenty of games coming up. I'm going to have to make, uh, like, two more episodes for all of those games. <laughs> so, um, until then, you are all beauties. And everyone is a part of the Hot Girl Hockey Club. See you next time.